Welcome to the Relationship Diversity Podcast, where we celebrate, question, and explore all aspects of relationship structure diversity, from soloamory to monogamy to polyamory and everything in between, because every relationship is as unique as you are. We'll bust through societal programming to break open and dissect everything we thought we knew about relationships, to ask the challenging but transformational questions, who am I and what do I really want in my relationships? I'm your guide, Carrie Jaroslow, best-selling author, speaker, intuitive, and coach. Join me as we reimagine all that our most intimate relationships can become. My mom is what one would call selfless. I remember the time my brothers and I came together to buy her a new refrigerator for her birthday. We brought her through the front door and made her close her eyes. One of my brothers went behind her and covered her eyes with his hands. We then carefully led her into our kitchen and turned her towards the new appliance. Our excitement was growing as we got closer to the big reveal. When my brother removed his hands from my mother's eyes and she saw what we got had gotten her, the first words out of her mouth were, I can't accept that. Take it back. You all spent too much money on me. This is from a woman who worked tirelessly to support my three brothers and me. She would happily cook us three-course meals for dinner every night. She did our laundry, kept the house clean, cared for us, around the clock when we were sick. The divorce pushed her out of her desired work, being a homemaker and a mom to four kids, and required her to get a retail job that she hated. But she did it to provide the best life she could for us. And yet, she didn't feel like she could accept the small token of our appreciation and love on her birthday. This is what I grew up learning, and it shaped my identity. It taught me that being selfish was bad and that being selfless was better. Like almost everything in the world, I think there are positive and negative aspects to the idea of selflessness. It's important to learn how to be able to to sometimes let go of expectations and find compromise. Selflessness is needed in acts of service, as well as the ability to bring your awareness outside your little world and see the bigger picture. A level of selflessness is imperative in parenting, especially when, for example, your child is sick and you're exhausted. Selflessness gives you the energy to show up for your child. On the other hand, though, the idea of selflessness holds a lot of wounding. When selflessness reaches a tipping point and becomes a loss of self, subconscious programs of I'm not important or my needs and desires are less important than someone else's, become the underlying belief we operate from. This is the scenario where you can become a people pleaser, sacrificing your needs to satisfy another's. In the realm of relationship diversity, it can cause people to get into certain kinds of relationship structures that aren't an honest expression of their true selves. It can lead to either shaming others or being shamed by others. Hurt people hurt people. If you aren't giving yourself the space to identify, communicate, and address your needs, you may become resentful. 
And if this is unconscious resentment, it can surface through judgments about another person's choices. On the other side is that when someone shames you for your life choices, they're probably unconsciously feeling threatened by it because it triggers their own fears and highlights on some level their inauthentic living. The shaming snowballs into you feeling bad for being different than our society says is the way we're supposed to be. And who gets to determine what that really is? It all stems from the programming of it's selfish to love yourself. It's selfish to stand up for yourself. It's selfish to care for your needs first and foremost. You know how on a plane the flight attendants go through the emergency procedures? They say that if a cabin loses air pressure, oxygen masks will be released. They also direct that it's important to put the mask on yourself before helping anyone you may be traveling with. This is a life or death scenario, and I feel that self-love can have this degree of imperativeness as well. Because if you forego your own health, mental, physical, emotional, or spiritual, for someone else's, you begin to experience a life lived for everyone except yourself, which inevitably becomes a life lived for others while betraying yourself. When we stuff down our thoughts and feelings, it manifests in such unfulfillment in your relationships. In my opinion, when someone is unconsciously unfulfilled in a relationship, it usually leads them to expressing the unconsciousness in one of two ways. The first is to numb themselves and just make it be bearable through distractions, which could lead to addictions or unhealthy living. The second is to hide themselves through lying or finding ways to express their true desires. Think affairs or cheating. But if you can find a way to deepen the relationship with yourself, possibly for the first time in your life, if you can put yourself first at least a little bit and cultivate the relationship with yourself, your entire life begins to open in new expansive ways. Because when you get to know yourself intimately, you can then take stock of your life and your decisions to see if it's a true reflection of what you want, or if it's coming from your cultural, societal, and familial expectations. And if you learn who you are, embrace who you are, even love who you are, you can be more present to the people in your life. Being true to yourself informs every decision you make. You can ask yourself, does this decision feel aligned with me and my beliefs? And then act accordingly. When I first started on my path of healing almost 30 years ago, I remember thinking that if I found the man, had the job, and made the money, I'd be happy. In other words, that my happiness would come from something outside of me. When this concept failed me time and time again, I decided a new approach was needed. My spiritual practice brought me a new perspective, and that is going inward is the first step in having a different outward experience. I resisted this for a while because it seemed harder and scarier. But when I surrendered and started getting to know myself as a 20-something-year-old and began the excavation process of my psyche, the awareness was revealing. I began to understand why my relationship experiences always ended the same way. 
I began to understand what woundedness within me was creating the woundedness in my relationships. I began making changes in how I talked to myself, releasing years of fears and untrue beliefs. I wasn't 12 anymore. However, my programs were still stuck at that age. Through the experience of being consciously and intentionally selfish, I learned to accept myself and eventually love myself. This caused my outside world to shift and my relationship experiences to change. To begin this journey, I had to be a little selfish, and I encourage you to do the same. No one can do this for you. You must be the one to set time aside, at least a little, each and every day, as consistently as possible to be with yourself, to ask important questions, to check in, to see how you're really doing, to look at your life, how you communicate, how you interact, what programs are playing in the background of your life experience. And sometimes you need to be very selfish and pull yourself away from your world and others as much as possible. I find that when I'm looking at and processing big emotions or core wounds, my time on my own is essential. It helps me understand how I truly feel so I can communicate it as clearly as possible to my partner. It also helps me find the courage to move through the discomfort and into a place of acceptance. When you do this, when you allow yourself to be selfish, you show yourself the love and care you have for yourself, merely from your actions. You show yourself that you're important and worthy of claiming your space in the world. This is how permanent changes begin to manifest in your life. This is how your internal work shifts your external experience. I have seen it and experienced it so often. And once you begin to see it happen consistently, when faced with challenges, you'll automatically retreat and ask yourself what limiting belief or program is up for me to discover. You'll look inside and see it as an opportunity to heal. You'll come to learn that you are worthy of doing this and that you love yourself enough to find self-acceptance and self-compassion for exactly who you are. You'll lean on others for support if needed, or you'll go in your cave, lick your wounds, and do the work. And then you'll start to see changes in your external world. It could be instantly, it could be soon after, or it could be years after. You'll feel empowered knowing that you have everything within you to shift your external world. And it all started with being a little, or a lot, selfish. Stay tuned and stay curious. Thank you for listening to the Relationship Diversity Podcast. Want to learn more about relationship diversity? I've got a free guide I'd love to send you. Go to www.relationshipdiversitypodcast.com to get your sent right to you. If you liked what you heard, please subscribe to the podcast. You being here and participating in the conversation about relationship diversity is what helps us create a space of inclusivity and acceptance together. The more comfortable and normal it is to acknowledge the vast and varied relating we all do, the faster we'll shift to a paradigm of conscious, intentional, and diverse relationships. New episodes are released every Tuesday and Thursday. Stay connected with me through my website, carriejaroslow.com, 
Instagram, and TikTok. Stay curious. Every relationship is as unique as you are. Are you wondering why you never seem to find lasting fulfillment in your relationships? Or do you create the same kinds of relationship experiences over and over again? Can you never seem to find even one person who you want to explore a relationship with? Have you just given up hope altogether? If this sounds like you, my recent book, Why Do They Always Break Up With Me, is the perfect place to start. The foundation of any relationship, whether intimate or not, is the relationship we have with ourselves. In the book, I lead you through eight clear steps to start or continue your self-exploration journey. You'll learn about the importance of self-acceptance, gratitude, belief shifting, and forgiveness, and given exercises to experience these life-changing concepts. This is the process I use to shift my relationships from continual heartbreak to what they are now, fulfilling, soul-nourishing, compassionate, and loving. It is possible for you. This book can set you on a path to get there. Currently available through Amazon or through the link in the show notes.